Good evening and welcome. We want to thank you for joining us and welcome back to all our listeners in the United States, the Ukraine, UK, Japan, China, and wherever else you are in the world. Since we have not broadcast in a while, we must rebuild our listening audience and we ask that you share if you like what you are hearing please uh, go ahead and share our link. Also, feel free to message us on Facebook uh, and leave comments on the uh, in the broadcast section here at Let's Talk with Evelyn Bowding. Tonight, we're talking about wrestling with God. And what I mean about wrestling with God, first, let me give, let me give the acknowledgement. We are seeking out God. We're seeking to know God. We're trusting in the Spirit to reveal what is correct, what is right and true in the Word. We acknowledge that the various texts that we study have been compiled by men. And we are trusting the Spirit within to reveal what is right, what is true about the Word. So what does it mean to wrestle with God? For me, I'm seeking an answer. I'm seeking clarity. I want to know something. I want to know a deeper meaning about something. At this point in my life, I know he is based on my personal experience with him. But sometimes I come across something that I need to know from him. I need to know from him what's up with that. Now some people say when you're you're talking like that that you're playing with God. No, you're not playing with God. God knows us. He knows our hearts. He knows our personalities. He gave it to us. He knows that there are some of us who will question any and everything, who will take him to task. I remember one summer I went off on my mother. Now I don't even know what I was upset about. I can't even remember that. I just remember that it was a beautiful summer day and I was standing on our front porch which is probably about four feet off the ground and she was standing in the doorway and I was on the porch itself with my back to the end of the porch and I can remember the feeling of what was going on in me it was it was like a a, a rage like a boiling point and it, and I boiled over and lo and behold all she did was stand there and look at me now in our culture you know I should not have been able to gotten out more than a one word that didn't sound right before I landed probably on that ground but that didn't happen she just stood there and listen to me and let me get whatever it was out and when I was done she said don't ever ever hold anything in you till you get to the point that you are now if you have a question about something if you don't like something if something is wrong get it out and we'll deal with it but if you bottle it up like that that's when things happen that's not good to do. Never, never carry around things that you don't understand or that alarm you. Let it out. And to me, yes, I, you know, I'm talking about God here tonight. But in our culture, 
when if you talk if you go off on your mother you will be talking to God or you better hope somebody else was talking to God on your behalf but since that day I didn't hold anything because I know by my nature when I hold to the boiling point once I boiled over I'm not in control of what is happening I'm not in control of the results that happens because I have reached that boiling point it's like an explosion so I don't allow myself to get that way so when I want to know something from God I'm going to and I say wait a minute wait a minute hold up hold up hold up what's going on here and, and recently actually this is why I even thought of doing a broadcast about wrestling with God we were doing a Bible study at the church that I attend on women in the Bible and this one night we were talking about Hagar and uh, in talking about Hagar and this is in Genesis uh, Genesis 16 chapter and Hagar you know has run away from Sarah who has been treating her horribly since she um, you know had became pregnant with Abram's child okay so Sarah who is her owner because Hagar is a slave and Sarah who is her owner is treating her like crap and Hagar runs away so she runs out into the desert and while she's out there she talks with this angel and this angel asks her a question he says actually well two questions he wants to know where are you going and where are you coming from and you know um, when I was reading that I said wow you can have a lot of different sermons out of this uh, this short chapter here but he wants to know from her where are you going and where are you coming from those are other sermons that we can use you know we need to ask ourselves uh, from time to time where are we going and where are we coming from but for now this angel is talking to her and he asks her where is she going and where is she coming from and and she tells him she says I'm running away from my master and he says for her to go back to her he said go back to your mistress and submit to her and I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count now red flag I have run away from the horrible treatment at the hand of my mistress and you are sending me back and I'm to be okay with that and and as my reward I'm to have all these descendants that's gonna be okay so I'm gonna go back and put myself in this same situation because of the promise of descendants but he doesn't stop there he goes on to tell her say you're now pregnant and you will give birth to a son and you shall call him Ishmael and Ishmael means God hears because the Lord heard your misery so now he tells her in addition to getting all these descendants she's getting a son a son that God has given her because he heard of her misery he doesn't stop there then he goes on to describe he will be a wild donkey of a man his hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand against him and he will live in hostility towards all his brothers now right there I'm through I'm stopped I'm gone what 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 
Am I to be content? Am I to be happy about this? Is this a blessing? You're going to give me a child who will be forever not at peace? Who's going to be always fighting? Fighting everyone and everyone fighting him? And this is a blessing? I'm to be all right with that? She didn't ask that question. I did. Because that would have been my question to this angel. So the scriptures go on to say that she gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For I have now seen the one who sees me. For our lesson purpose, this is what was put forth as uh, the high point that uh, we should have remembered about Hagar. Is that she was the first one to name God. And she named him, You are the God who sees me. For I have now seen the one who sees me. So my struggle and what I'm wrestling with God about is this. Well, actually, it's more than one thing. The first thing is why are you sending this lady back once she's escaped? Why are you sending her back to the same horrible situation? That's number one. Number two is what blessing is it that you are offering her in a son who will be forever fighting? Him against every one and every one against him. And to go ahead, go so far as to call him a donkey of a man. And in some translations it says an ass of a man. How is that a blessing? Why was this given and put up on Hagar? Now I haven't found my answer yet because I'm doing a deeper study. But this is the example of the types of things that that I will come across as I'm studying. Now, I'm not studying to find God. I'm not studying to um, make myself believe that he is. I know he is. And not because somebody told me, not because I read it in the uh, words of a book, but because he has lived and he lives continually in me. There are things that I have experienced that I know are but God. So I don't have those questions. But I do question, you know, uh, is there something missing? Am I missing something here with this story? Because you have not blessed this woman. Not at, not in my understanding of what a blessing is. So, you know, this is my plight here for the next few weeks or so is to find out about Hagar and all her descendants and Ismael and, and his life and find out what was so great about what God gave to her in that because I don't see it and I'm not ashamed to say that I don't see it and I'm willing to search it out but I do like the part where she says you are the God who sees me for I have now seen the one who sees me. Think about that one. I see you and I know you see me. And at this point, had I been in her shoes, then there would have been some long conversations between me and God in the form of this angel that visited her out in the desert. Now, some people wrestling with God, some people struggle with death 
and dying. Some people struggle with physical pain, illness, and suffering. Some people struggle with poverty and lack. Some people struggle with injustice, racism, sexism, homophobia, and all the other isms out there. Some are willing to wrestle with God about it. Some simply give up. They give up on living and they simply exist waiting to die simply because of a particular circumstance. Some give up on living and take their own lives and sometimes the lives of others with them. Some even deny the very existence of God because of their circumstance rather than seeking him out to find out what's going on. Why am I going through this? Why are my children going through this? Why is my family going through this? Is there a message somewhere? Is there a bigger answer or a larger answer out there? If you read the book of Habakkuk, Habakkuk asked God those questions. And if you read Psalm 73, the psalmist asked God those questions. If you read Job 10, 2 and 3, you will find where Job asked God those questions. Oh, there are several incidents or instances in the Bible where people have wrestled with God. I can remember Jacob wrestling with God. He wrestled with him all night to the morning. And even then he refused to let him go. He said, I am not going to let you go until you bless me. And I'm not going to let you go if I'm seeking you out. If I'm searching for an answer, it's on. We're going to be at this until I get the answer. Not not my answer, but whatever your answer is, that's what I'm seeking. And I'm not going to let you go until I get it. And I can trust the spirit that lives within me will let me know when I've got the answer. I want to take these next this next five minutes. I want you to listen to someone that struggled and their answer to wrestling with God. The first person that we want to consider in his wrestling with God about how things were or how they appeared to him. We're going to Psalm 73 and we're talking about Asaph. God is truly good to Israel, especially to everyone with a pure heart. But I almost stumbled and fell because it made me jealous to see proud and evil people and to watch them prosper. They never have to suffer. They stay healthy and they don't have troubles like anyone else. Their pride is like a necklace and they commit sin more often than they dress themselves. Their eyes poke out with fat and their minds are flooded with foolish thoughts. They sneer and say cruel things and because of their pride they make violent threats. They dare to speak against God and to order others around. God will bring his people back and they will drink the water he so freely gives. Only evil people would say God most high cannot know everything. Yet all goes well for them and they live in peace. 
What good did it do me to keep my thoughts pure and refuse to do wrong? I am sick all day, and I am punished each morning. If I had said evil things, I would not have been loyal to your people. It was hard for me to understand all this. Then I went to your temple, and there I understood what will happen to my enemies. You will make them stumble, never to get up again. They will be terrified, suddenly swept away, and no longer there. They will disappear, Lord, despised like a bad dream in the morning after. Once I was bitter and broken-hearted. I was stupid and ignorant, and I treated you as a wild animal would, but I never really left you, and you hold my right hand. Your advice has been my guide, and later you will welcome me in glory. In heaven I have only you, and on this earth you are all I want. My body and mind may fail, but you are my strength and my choice forever. Powerful Lord God, all who stay far from you will be lost, and you will destroy those who are unfaithful. It is good for me to be near you. I choose you as my protector, and I will tell about your wonderful deeds. Asaph, David's choir leader, a Levite, talking about and to God. The final example that we're going to use for today's broadcast is Job. And we're going to be reading chapter 10, where Job is complaining to God, I am sick of life. And from my deep despair, I complain to you, my God. Don't just condemn me. Point out my sin. Why do you take such delight in destroying those you created and in smiling on sinners? Do you look at things the way we humans do? Is your life as short as ours? Is that why you are so quick to find fault with me? You know I am innocent. But who can defend me against you? Will you now destroy someone you created? Remember that you molded me like a piece of clay. So don't turn me back to dust once again. As cheese is made from milk, you created my body from a tiny drop. Then you tied my bones together with muscles and covered them with flesh and skin. You, the source of my life, showered me with kindness and watched over me. You have not explained all your mysteries, but you catch and punish me each time I sin. Guilty or innocent, I am condemned and ashamed because of my troubles. No matter how hard I try, you keep hunting me down like a powerful lion. You never stop accusing me. You become furious an attack over and over again. Why did you let me be born? I would rather have died before birth and been carried to the grave without ever breathing. I have only a few days left. Why don't you leave me alone? Let me find some relief, for I travel to the land of darkness and despair, the place of no return. Everybody knows of Job, and this would be an awesome study in thinking about about wrestling with God and how uh, we have so many questions about things. To read the entire book of Job, I only read here chapter 10 where Job is expressing to God what he is feeling. 
And he says, I'm sick of life. And from my despair, I complain to you, my God. And he asks God, do you think, do you think as we humans do? How do you destroy your creation? And he goes on to tell him, you have not explained all your mysteries to me yet. But yet, you condemn me because of my troubles wrestling with God. I encourage you to read the entire book of Habakkuk, to read Psalm 73, and to read Job chapter 10. In fact, go ahead and read the entire book of Job. I read to you chapter 16 of Genesis, where God is dealing with Hagar. And that is, at this point, one of the things that I am wrestling with God about. And and I want some questions answered about how he was a blessing to Hagar in the way he handled her out there in that desert. One of the takeaways from the book of Habakkuk was that it's okay to ask questions of God. It's okay to voice our concerns. It's okay to even voice our complaints. God knows our hearts. He made us. He will surely not destroy us because we ask questions. We express our doubts. We express our anger and we let him know. We come to him and tell him that we don't understand. This is Evelyn Bowden. Do join me again and thank you.